Welcome to All Jerry Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. Greetings, programs. I'm Adrian. And Adrian forgot what the topic was for today. I did. You didn't text me. I uh, know I did text you. You did not. I did too. Look, I no. texted you at like four o'clock when you said, hey, what is the topic again? I said that and then I asked no. if you guys want anything for dinner. Yeah, I did. No. At least I'm pretty sure I did unless I did that. Message said. info. You sent it at 432. Boom. There it was. Not my fault. I sent it. So thank you, Jared, for defending me. When am I on that string, or did he only send it to you? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's in the it's group you. chat. It's in the group chat. Yeah, so that's not on me. That's on you. So thank you for vindicating me, and I'm right as usual. So with me being right, uh, let's talk about today's topic. Uh, last week we did a saga breakdown, and then we did a topic. This week, let's do a topic and then saga, because some people may say I've never read saga. I don't care about saga. Shut up, and I'll say you're wrong. We're talking about it anyway. But at least this way we'll talk about the other topic and then move on to Saga later. So, speaking of topics, the topic for this week is a topic that is fun. <clears throat> topically speaking. I just, I don't know. I, just, I, got, in, I got into a loop out. at that point. So I was like, oh, I'll just keep going with it. Ramshot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke that I played the sound effects earlier and... He yeah. found the button earlier. Oh, no, I, I knew the buttons were there. I just haven't played with it in a while. And I know you hadn't heard it yet, so... Yeah. Anyway... The topic for today is what are some really cool universes that we that are that would be impossible to mix and match, like in TV theaters, whatever. But with the wonderful world of comics, we can do that. Uh, some ones that have happened is has been Batman Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Star Trek. So, what are some other cool things that could happen? Jared, what is one on your list for a really cool potential mashup? Uh- Good one I thought about was uh, Godzilla versus the Transformers. I think it'd be really cool to see if the Optimus Prime go head-to-head with uh, Godzilla. Or any of them, really. Yeah, or any of them, but that's kind of the big two, you know. Or would Godzilla become a Transformer, then? You've already got Mecha Godzilla. He just doesn't transform into anything else. He turns into, like, Iron Man, just hits a button, and it's exoskeleton, like, (laughs) done, got it. He just wanted to see an armor around his world. Yeah. I mean, there are some advantages to being... Mecha versus not. No, it's not really debatable. Godzilla would kick the crap out of the Transformers, but I mean, well, there's okay. a lot of them. I mean, did you not see the Transformers movie? It depends I did, on depends on which Transformers too. Like against Optimus, yeah, sure. Optimus dies if you just sneeze at him hard enough. It'll be fine. He'll get resurrected though. But if you go against what's the planet Omnicron was the Unicron Unicron the one that's the size of a planet. Godzilla's got him beat. But the Transformers beat Unicron. Godzilla got beat up by King Kong. Let alone the Transformers. No, where he there's didn't. A whole bu- I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he beat the crap out of King Kong. Then Mecha Godzilla was beating the crap out of him. Did, and did then, you watch the movie? Because like they both, yeah. there was basically an even tie. One, one, one battle. Like Godzilla and the water cat. Godzilla's gonna beat a monkey in the water. Duh. Oh, duh. On land, King Kong won. Not the third battle though. Well, because the third battle they teamed up together against the robot. So that doesn't really count. That's, nah, I say Godzilla won. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, of those two, yes, Godzilla should defeat King Kong. Mine is completely biased. I'm a Godzilla fan, not a Kong fan. Also, giant monkey versus a lizard, radioactive lizard that shoots fire beams out of its mouth. Right. That should win. And can withstand a nuclear blast. Right. Yeah, what's a monkey going to do? Punch him a couple times? But the Transformers, who have laser beams themselves, pew, pew, pew. Godzilla's got them. <laughs> Godzilla's got, like, laser breath or something. Yeah, but again, if we're going against all of Transformers, though, <laughs> or even just Bumblebee Autobots or Decepticons. Good... 
Bumblebee oh, would put up a good fight, I think. Just by he's run, just quick. Just you know? by running in circles around oh, and making yeah. him dizzy. <laughs> the one that transforms into the boombox. Uh, Blaster. Blaster. Yeah. Or Soundwave, depending on which faction you're going with. Nah, Soundwave. Soundwave. Well, Soundwave is the cooler one. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. I think they'd have some good stuff with like Starscream hitting him from the air and you know everything like that. Original too. Megatron, where he turned into the gun. Yeah. Also, like, yep. Although that'd be hilarious if he turned into the gun. God's like, yoink, mine. <laughs> yeah. What's terrifying? But how would he pull the trigger? I mean, he's got claws still. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah, like but... he has. Now, aiming is the better question. How would how well would he aim? Because he's got those tiny little. T-Rex like arms. Doesn't need to aim. I mean, <laughs> I just want to see that panel of him just, you know, or just like bite into it. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, he, oh no, he's got he's got Megatron as you know as a gun. Oh no, uh, oh he just ate him. Well then, okay, but, but I think they, that would be the really Transformers don't really have internal organs, so could half of it stay alive so long as it got swallowed? As long as it doesn't, it doesn't swallow the, like the, break the core. So long as it doesn't chew. Yeah, I've always had questions with Transformers. Like, oh, sometimes they get shot in the head. Oh, they're dead. Why, though? Like, Can't you just, like, take some spare parts off of an old Chevy or something and throw it in there and you're good to go? Well, I mean, depending on what part gets destroyed, yes. But whatever their main computer core is, I guess that depends on... Like, I mean, if you shoot a computer or the core... It's gone. The hard yeah, drive's gone. Yeah, you can still build it again, but, yeah. like, everything, all that data's gone. Right. So, Transformer-wise, that personality, that you know, all that would be gone, too. So it's just, oh man, that's. And if they were in vehicle well, form, would Godzilla be able to recognize them because they're in disguise? They're, they're robots in, in disguise. disguise. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna come up with one that was not on my list. I would, I think that'd be cool. Adrian, you'd probably appreciate this and/or hate it if we yes. had Transformers mixed with the world of reboot. If they could have. All the different computers they go to would be the different Transformers and stuff. The different cities would be inside the different Transformers and everything. Yeah, but why? Why not? Well, I because mean, reboot happens inside the computer, and the Transformers are. Oh yeah, it would. It real would real beings. It would have unquote. nothing. It would have nothing to do with anything. But how would you mix it? Like, I mean, who's who's to say that reboot doesn't already take place inside one of them? The the show does. It's, it's on a computer. Uh, it'd be fine. I mean, the computer. But where's the computer? Right. <laughs> the computer could be inside the Transformer. Playing games? Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? We we are humans. We play games. Why wouldn't computers play games? If they're consciousness, if they are alive, why wouldn't they need entertainment? I'm just saying, it's plausible. Shenanigans. I mean, it's complete shenanigans. shenanigans. It's complete shenanigans. And 90% of the people that will listen to this like, wait, what's Reboot? <laughs> and that's I'll, also true. And I'll say it is a great show. And if you want to play in trivia, then that's a, always a, one question will be about trivia or about geek, about mm-hmm. Reboot. That's just the way it works. Until everyone gets that answer re- correct, there'll always be one, even when they do. Then, all right, once everyone got the one question right, time for a reboot round, then, is what I'll be doing. So, yeah. You make me sad. Then reboot trivia is going to be the full trivia. Nothing about nothing but reboot. I think I just heard Mark fire you. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. He can't afford to fire me. It's fine. Who else would do the podcast if he fired me? So there we go. Uh, but other than... Transformers reboot. I do have on my list Godzilla and Power Rangers would be a really cool combination. I mean, that's already kind of a thing, right? No. I mean, well, to a point. I mean, you've got the Megazord fighting giant monsters. Right. So. And Godzilla is a kind of a giant monster. Right, but, but Godzilla, he's Godzilla. Right. He's not actually Godzilla in 
there hasn't been a Godzilla in Power Rangers yet. Uh, did you guys not see the Dragon Zord for the Green Ranger? Uh, was Hello. it was his name Godzilla? No, but he was nope. shaped the same. Doesn't and matter. Yeah, he was controlled by a flute knife uh, that got blown into if, by a dude it, with a mask over okay, his face. Okay, first of all, they don't all look the same. <laughs> Second of all, they didn't actually name it Godzilla, so. That, it's that's a just, copyright thing. Right. So it, <laughs> so if that's the case, then it was not Godzilla then. But it was Mechagodzilla. <laughs> not, not even that. with a flute. I mean, oh man, if they would, if they would do that Godzilla with a flute. With a flute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, control Mechagodzilla with a flute that you're playing with a helmet on that has no open mouth. That's what I just said. <laughs> It'd be great. I'm all in. I mean. Oh, sure, when he says it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's my idea. You heard I it just first, said folks. it. You heard it first, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, I came up with the, the topic for tonight, and I told you about it, even though you forgot. Your cat just scared me. So eh, that's okay. She scared Jared earlier. And I'm mad that I missed that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that Transformers, Godzilla, why not? Um, why not? Adrian, what's on your list? Okay, so I watched Sherlock when it came out. And I loved it. I watched it again not that Is it long the ago. The Cumberbatch, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was, really was good. that one or was it Robert Downey Jr.? I'm sorry, yeah, Sherlock, Sherlock on BBC, and I loved it. I also liked it when it looked like he may not know something, right? So I want him to be on the Enterprise, traveling through space, where he just appears on the Enterprise, knowing what he knows of Earth when it happens, right? And then we. It just turns into this drama, into a comedy, where Sherlock is trying to solve all the mysteries, but he can't because he doesn't know anything about space. So to be clear, which Star Trek? Because <sighs> I, I mean that, that has a big factor on it. It doesn't matter. I mean, personally, I think it would be better with Next Gen with Picard versus. No, I think it would be better with the original series with Spock. Okay, Spock would be good, but Data would really throw him for Data would you know, throw him for loop. And then it'd be better because but with Kirk, when they would do the holo, the, they'd go on the holodeck and do some of those Sherlock Holmes mysteries with Data. Sherlock would be there. Yeah. All right. Just saying. It'd be plausible. I mean, you know how many Klingons he'd be offending? I mean, how many times he'd be fighting? It could also be cool uh, mix Star Trek with Doctor Who. Traveling through space yeah. and or time, do a one shot. Like, all right. And but they already go. do that on the Enterprise. Yeah. So, or Doctor Who with travel back. through time and space. I was thinking Doctor Who with Back to the Future could be cool too. Or uh, Booster Gold. Booster Gold. That would be good. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool with that. Basically, you, you time travel. You time travel. Let's time travel together. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's low hanging fruit. But I, uh, I don't know. I think I would rather see Sherlock with the original series. I mean, at least there's the... some good stuff in Next Generation though too. I mean. I mean, seeing his interactions with war. I feel like he might even complain that the ship is too simple. He would say that this is the future and there's too few buttons. Where's your seatbelts? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that everybody's ever yelled at with Star Trek. Why are there no seatbelts? That's why that line was in that new one with uh, Chris Pine. Was it? When they go to warp and Sulu doesn't engage the internal external thing. Science. The canoeter valve, which actually makes sense. The dampener. The external, internal dampener. Because the ship is going so fast, you have to dampen the speed on the inside of the ship so not everybody goes flat against the wall right. and right. goes flat. The G-forces alone with like, oh, and... 
and the ship goes on forever because everybody that was on the ship is now staying on the back of the wall of the room they were in. No one can hit the stop button. Oh, it'll be just like um, Stargate Universe, where the ship goes on forever. That one's for you, Laura. Yay. All right, uh, Jared, what is next on your list? I think um, a fun one could be a um, buddy cop comic with Judge Dredd and the Punisher. <laughs> oh, that could be good. Or, oh, do a trio. Add, add in RoboCop as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. No, 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 no. Add, oh, what was um, the comedian in The Fifth Element? Throw him in there. Chris Tucker. Chris Catan. Chris. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Ah, why can't I think very, of his name? Very, very wild and... <laughs> He's insane. Yeah. He's a radio uh, host in The Fifth Element. He's really... It's the... Not Jackie Chan, the other one. From Rush Hour. Oh, um... Chris? Chris Rock. Rock! I knew it was right. No. No. Tucker. Tucker? Chris Tucker, Chris I Tucker. Think. That's right, yeah. Not Chris Rock. Throw him in there with Dread at RoboCop. And the other one you said... <laughs> Now we've got some laughs. I mean, that'd be plausible, I think. That's... I'd just like to see Judge Dredd and Punisher just go through and just murk in everybody. Yeah. They I... break the law, they're dead. I am the law. Although, I don't know, like, at a certain point... There when, wouldn't I mean, be we, much we dialogue can't... in the comic I don't see <laughs> happening. Because I, I remember when they did Frankencastle, where he was all, like, Frankenstein monster, like, part robot. Like, oh, that's kind of... A little bit, yeah. Right, and more RoboCop more than anything. But like that, I forget about that. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of what yeah. they did with that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, could be, it could be interesting though. It, we we need more buddy cop style yeah. comedies in the world. So go to it, Hollywood and other media creators. So give us more buddy cop stuff. Uh, next up on my list, uh, the Watchmen with the boys. Ooh, that could be good. I mean, Watchmen, the main series, basically takes place around, like, the boys. Like, oh, there's these superheroes, but they're too powerful. We need to take them down. And, all right, well, there we have the boys then, too. Like, that's that's kind of their M.O. of what they do. Yeah. So I think that would be cool to see, oh, in the world of supers that are in the boys, like, real supers versus Watchmen are just, there's one superhero, and then the rest are just people, mostly. So that could be nitty-gritty and interesting. I would think. Rated M. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the boys alone is rated M. Yeah. Uh, borderline rated X, depending on which volume yeah. you're at. <laughs> Looking at you, free comic book day. Uh, so, yeah. I think that'd be a cool combo. Like, oh, that would that would almost work too well. Like, uh, too a little too on the nose. But, but it, I think it'd still be good. Yeah. I, I would like to see if nothing else, or the boys do, like, a Watchmen team that they're making fun of. Like, yeah. oh, that's... I see what that instead of Rorschach, it's something else, ink blot test or something like they're just they're really just completely parody it. Like, oh, instead of Al, there's Mice Man or something. So, man of bats of sorts. Yeah, the comedian will be the jokester. It'd be great. So, Good yeah. night, everyone. <laughs> Adrian, what is next on your list? I don't know. I, I went with this Star Trek theme when you told us to do this. And so I imagined, uh, like, Mario from Super Mario Brothers in the engineering room with Scotty <laughs> on Star Trek and working the plumbing of a warp reactor. And I just thought that would be kind of funny to see. 
And I don't know how well it would work in a comic book form, but I would definitely want to see that maybe in like a, like I'm envisioning Jake Peralta with Scotty from the first Star Trek. And I've never seen Scotty mad except when that Klingon called the Enterprise uh, a garbage heap and it should be hauled away as garbage. But that's really about it. So I can't imagine Mario, played by Andy Samberg, working in engineering. I need more power. Damn it, Jim. I'm giving it all she's got. Yeah, that could that could be that could be good. Yeah, I, I can see uh, that. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know though. Like we're full of ideas here, people. You're full of Star Trek ideas. <laughs> you you definitely went think, on a path and like all right, I'm I'm just stay on that path. But I think Star Trek can cross over with about anything. Mm-hmm. The Star Trek and Green Lantern series from a couple years ago was pretty good. That shouldn't have been that good. No. Star Trek and Transformers. Yeah, they did yeah. that too. It wasn't very good. Well, but I'm saying it's another thing that they did. It wasn't. See, I would like to see Mario teamed up with like the Care Bears. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Mario teamed up with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, no, he I think jumps Care- on turtles to I, kill him. Yeah, but I think Care Bears is ridiculous okay. enough. I mean, but we saw Transformers in Care Bears, especially if we got the Care Bears. Oh no, we saw Transformers with ponies. My Little Ponies. Yes, but if we had like the Care Bear stare against Bowser, like <laughs> okay, I, I'm in. I mean, what are you just doing? A statement right there. Why are you flashing these lights on me? Right, like it'd be so like a cat with a laser. Like so get it dumb. off, get it, get it off. Or Mario with the Smurfs. Even that could be. I mean, the sizing. Oh, be so be Mario before he gets the mushroom before he gets full size. It'd be like miniature Mario running around the Smurfs. Oh, he's got the mushroom that can make him small too. Yeah, right? Yeah, the actual the micro Mario. And we could have oh Princess Peach team up with Smurfette. Bowser team team up with Gargamel, or that's 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 Gargamel. Gargamel, thank you. Like that, it'd be weird enough, but it's it's plausible. Yeah, you yeah. write that. See what happens. Okay. We'll see what happens. Exactly. We'll see if I write it or not. <laughs> Jared, what's next on your list? Uh, next on my list was, um, I thought it'd be, I mean, we've seen DC and Marvel crossover, but I thought it'd be kind of cool to have Deceased cross it over with Marvel Zombies. Have a good, you know, the I th- whole. Yeah, I thought about you know, that. I don't know if it's needed or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's one of those that's like, oh, I'd, I'd pick that up if it was out. But It's the standard Marvel team, teaming up with DC that we've exactly. all done a million times. Exactly. I mean, given all my but list. But it's I just have... in zombie form this time. Right. So so it was almost if, didn't make my list. If Tom Taylor would write it, then I sure. I would go for it. <laughs> I'm all in for that then. I'm just thinking of all the Marvel universes where there's zombies, and they would just kick DC's butt. I mean, because in the DC zombies, the whole point is that they take out the main players, Superman, Wonder Woman, whomever, right? The big hitters, right? All the big hitters are gone. The super supers. Yeah, except for their kids, like John John and Kent. But in a lot of the Marvel zombie ones, they keep them undead instead of but like they dead and gone. They do that with um, DC also, like Zombie Wonder Woman and Plastic Man. I thought the Plastic Man was terrifying. That was terrifying. Oh, that was horrifying. That, that was, was awesome. Yeah, that was well, amazing. And Mirror Man, yes, when he, like, when he oh, became a zombie. Any sort of reflection, you're dead because I can yeah. come out through that. Yep. So I still think Marvel would have the the big guns with Invisible Woman 
zombie invisible woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, zombie Ant-Man. Like, yeah. Well, all things considered, he's unstoppable. Right. Like, the Atom from DC. Right. I mean, when yeah. they're that small and you can't see them, but you can get infected just from, like, oh, mm-hmm. they bite one cell and that spreads to your whole body. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. fine. You're done. We'll just go to the cellular level, bite you once, one little bit, yep. and infect you. Done. Like, okay. Oh, Tony, you have your extremist armor that, you know, it's in the cellular level? Doesn't matter. We can still work around that. There's still yep. enough flesh that we can infect. Yep. Like, yeah. That, Although he'd probably take a lot longer to be infected because of the extremist armor. Maybe. I mean. Because it's inside of him. It's nanotech. I mean, they've never really addressed if the armor has its own, like, viral defense, like, against biological viruses. It's oh. nanotech. It it, it should it should boost your white blood cells or whatever. Like you should have that. Like oh, on top of being an actual physical armor, screw it. I'll just do like actual. Hey, any foreign bodies enter, destroy those too. So you could totally do that. But yeah, who yeah. wants to call in sick on the day that the world's about to end? Yeah. However, if you if everyone knows like oh oh sorry I can't I can't go to the party I'm under the weather. No, you're not. Shut up. You're the extremist. <laughs> like, that could be like, ah, uh, crap. And I don't think Superman is fully dead and deceased. Didn't he fly into the sun and he's, like, stuck there? Um, I don't remember. I know so, the, he's able to take himself off the board enough that yeah. he wouldn't destroy everything. Nobody came back. I don't remember what how they finished him off. But I still think it'd be kind of, you know, we've had the DC and Marvel crossover so many times that I think that would be a good twist on it and... That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, going with the Marvel DC real quick, I had Spider-Man 29 with Batman Beyond with the second generations of those main heroes. And like, oh, definitely a future world with special stuff and everything. Like, that could be fun. But it's the same dude. Like, it's the same. It's the same. Not the same dude. It's the same suit. I mean, not exactly. But uh, it's close, yeah. Batman Beyond suit? Wings? Kind of flying? Gadgets? More? He's got boots in or rockets in his boots this time. I mean, there's, webbing. There, there's definitely a lot of similarities there, but also <laughs> who their who their teachers are different though too. Batman Beyond has Bruce Wayne still. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Twenty Nine, he's kind of by himself. There's no one else like mentoring him on Miguel? what to do. Yeah, Miguel that, O'Hara, I believe. Yeah, that would be a fun team up though. Uh, and then going into Adrian's Star Trek binge, Star Trek and Firefly together. Like, I can totally see that being blended. It's like, oh, it's in the same... It could be a part of the timeline. Firefly could be a part of the timeline of Star Trek at a certain point. I can totally see that being, like, further down. Like, oh, there's a Civil War. like a prequel. Or even post after, like, there's a Civil War of the Galactic Federation where we have the brown coats versus everyone else. Like, you can totally... I can see that being within that same realm-ish. So. Yeah. Since you did Star Trek, I figured I'd throw one yeah, out too. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What else do you have on your list, Adrian? Do you have anything else on your list? Uh, no, not really. I just put stuff in space that shouldn't be in space. <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs in space. Spadinosaurs. Spadinosaurs. Uh, another one I have on my list is Why the Last Man with Wonder Woman. Conan in space. Spaconan. Spaconan. <laughs> Uh, why last man with Wonder Woman? I mean, you think the Wonder Woman's island of Themyscira, they already an oh, island full of women. Like, they could totally come in. Oh, all the men in the world are dead. Okay, yeah, well. We're, we're fine. I well, just thought well, of but that. They can go onto the, they can actually go onto the surface, like, or outside, like, all right, well, this is how we, you know, this is how we actually get the ball rolling. Yep. Like, we're, you'll women, be fine. You're fine. You're I just fine. thought of that meme where it's like, we're getting paid. Wait, you're getting paid? 
<laughs> from whatever movie that was. Uh, oh, Jennifer shoot. Aniston, Sudeikis. Yeah. One goofy looking kid. No regrets. Yeah, whatever. No regrets. Really? Not one letter? Uh, Jared, what else? Do you have anything else on your list? Yeah, I've got one more. I thought it'd be fun with a uh, G.I. Joe teaming up with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, to go up uh, go up against uh, Hydra and Cobra. Nick Fury and, you know, I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, that could work. And I have G.I. Joe and My Little Pony. Because in G.I. Joe, no one can die. So if we had, like, a Cobra pony, why not? Why a, not? Uh, what's the Chrome Dome one? What's his name? Destro? Destro. Cobra a, Commander? A Destro pony. Like, a pony that's, like, just a shiny head versus the rest of, like, a weird pastel color paint job. Like, it could be really cool. A pony with the Cobra Commander symbol tattoo or whatever on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't mess with that guy. I mean, he's not going to kill you, but he, he's angry. He's an angry pony. So, so yeah, those are some of our hallucinations. Those are hallucinations, people. Uh, Let's be honest. And Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, teaming up with Blade, the Bounty Hunter, or that the Vampire Hunter also. Vampire Hunter. That could be cool. I mean, that's what they do. They kill vampires, so why not? Which Buffy, though? Uh, yes. The one from the movie or the one from the show? Or the one from the comic books that takes place after the show, because they just going to be gone. What's her face? Yeah. Um, I would say Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. I mean... I would say the show. Okay. To date, right now, all I've seen is the movie, so... and Really? Yeah, I still haven't watched any of the series yet. We're going to watch uh, Battlestar Galactica, and then we're going to dive into... Buffy. Buffy. Right. So... Good yeah. luck with that, because that was out in the uh, that was in the nineties. So yeah, not all shows hold up very well. No. So, but I'm I'm going to try to be a completionist and not watch just the show the episodes you have to watch. I'm going to try to watch all of them. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. I have no hopes, mm-hmm. be it good or bad. It's like eh, or no expectations. I should say I have no expectations. So, moving on, let's talk about Saga, folks. Oh my gosh. Do we have to? Yes, we do. We have to talk about Saga Volume 2 because, hey, we got a uh, poster this week that's advertising Saga's coming back in January. It's coming back in January, people. Still no actual release date yet. Officially, or actually, there might be. I didn't see it, though. The 35th. Just the January 2022, which 2022 still sounds like. It sounds like a made-up number. Like, I I know it's the way it is, but whenever I see it, like, oh... Light year coming in 2022. That's no, that's not a real number. That's not a real year. That's not how that works, but mm-hmm. it is. So, Saga Volume Two. This covers issues seven through twelve. I don't know if you want that to be able to through for no, reference. I'm good. No. <laughs> uh, I hated this so much. I don't need the reference. You hated it, but I loved it. Like you didn't want to love it. I don't want to. It's like I said upstairs. It's like Free Guy. When I saw the trailer for Free Guy. I was like, oh, that's a popcorn movie. It's not going to be any good. It's just boom, bang, we're done. It's Ryan Runner. Better than it should have been. It's so much better than it should have been. And whenever I hear that song now, I automatically think of the movie. The one that he was always had stuck in his head. Oh, the Mariah Carey one. Yeah. 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 That always stuck in my head. Saga Volume 2 was... Saga. Just not Volume 2. Saga 1 and Volume 2. Because that's where I'm at. Because you haven't read it all before. Should not be as good as it is. I hate the book. But I love it. So let's start out with the beginning of it. Uh, beginning of it has a flashback of Mark grow, growing up as a kid. And like, hey, you know, here's my parents. Because we saw in the previous issue that his parents disappeared in the spaceship. So, oh, we need a background for why the parents are what they are. And talk about freaking awkward. 
that whole issue was just awkward incarnate i mean so you get i mean it's really weird that they have on their home planet like oh here we'll spill blood on this battlefield Mm -hmm. and you get to see what happened you know the the battle that happened here but i mean it it makes sense because there's always a little bit of sacrifice to perform a magic right but holy crap traumatizing your child that's like (laughs) eight like (laughs) watch this massacre right here is this these are the people you'll always hate and this is why and oh good luck sleeping tonight or you know ever again like massive trauma folks i mean we kind of i mean those of us that are 80s and 90s kids we went through some of our own i mean it wasn't real trauma but i mean they were dramatic for us but it wasn't who wants to see a horse die in the never ending story i mean but from, that, from depression. But that's still that's still fiction versus oh. sure, sure. And this is their reality. I get that. Right. I do. This I do. is unfiltered yeah. war and like people getting blown up, blown up, lit on fire, blood out, all that stuff. Sure. But, it, but it's a good jumping on point from the last volume where mm-hmm. his parents show up on the ship and mm-hmm. they kind of uh, force the ghost away. Mm-hmm. So it kind of Isabel. it gives us just a little bit of yeah, Isabella. Yeah, it gives us a little bit of background on their parents and it jumps right into. Hey, Marco's gonna go save the ghost because she's the child's babysitter. Not necessarily that; it's she's our friend yeah. now. Like it's not right. just which is how fast that changed from like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a ghost, you know, a babysitter, whatever. And you wanna versus and- no, we're we're saving your life because one, you're our friend. Two, because you know we're we're pacifists. We won't. We don't want anyone to get right. hurt. And- even if you're not even even if you're not even alive, we don't want you to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, the ghost is bound to the baby. Right, so who knows what so kind of So they kind of always said when that separation it's not goes, end well. it's not going to end well. Right. So. so, I mean, it's a little bit for the child, but also, like, no, you are endangering an innocent again. Like, right. And that's not right. So, so But oh. he, it puts him in direct conflict with uh, his mother uh, because she kind of goes with him to go rescue right. the ghost. So that leaves the dad along with uh, Alana. Yeah. And Which that goes much better than it should have. Right. Well, to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. She's naked in a towel from getting out of the shower, now with her father-in-law alone on the spaceship. But they're not arguing or anything. No, it's not. But that's going to be awkward. At least she had a towel. I mean, yeah. All right. (laughs) But it doesn't get much better later. I mean, it's going to be even more awkward when- She's like, he puts her to sleep and then she wakes up dressed. Well, even before- Okay, so before that part, the fact that he needs- Like, she's like, oh, you're still intruder. I'm going to trap you. And the whole secret thing of like, yes. oh, uh, it's like, ha, that's okay. Marco, you know, there's nothing between us. There's no secret. So I know you need a secret to tell to get out of this trap. I'm dying. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. And just that. Well, I think that, I mean, for him, that was just kind of like, I'm accepting you into our family. Yeah, you know, I felt the of, same thing. He really did a lot to not make her feel as completely as unwelcome as her mother-in-law did, Marco's mom, which that was all sorts of fun on the planet while they're alone. With the giant ogre nudity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was awkward. But, I mean, it's also showing that he's like, no, I'm here to, like, you are my family now. Like, I don't necessarily know you, but obviously my son does. He loves you, so I have full faith in my son that he picked well, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to help you and my grandchild out. Right. Because, like it or not, that's my, that's still my blood. That mm-hmm. is still my grandchild. Mm-hmm. And he will do whatever it takes to save her. So, I mean, I don't, and it's hard to tell if they knew that they had a kid yet or not. I forget. He's just very accepting from the word go. Um, yeah. 
He, I think, his mission. I'd say their mission was to save the kid, to save Mark, Marco originally. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we're going to there to save him. Oh, you have a kid. Okay, well that changes things. And the dad's like, well, I'm dying, so I won't. I I can't wait to save you because I know I'll die. Mm-hmm. So I have to do everything I can while I'm still able, healthy, right. to save you. So he takes he uh, as she's unconscious, and Marco and his mother are off on that other in that other. Realm, on the egg. I, yeah, on the egg. It's, they jumping, thought it was a planet, and that's actually an egg. To book eight right there for that one. It just ended, seven ended with him knocking her out. Oh, okay, yeah. So, on yeah. eight, yes. Yes, but uh, uh, kind of, I'm going to start jumping around. Let's so, go back Jump around. So, so, jump around. Eight starts with more of the origin of Alana and Marco. How they meet. Right here. Right here. The opening of eight. This is why I hate this book. Where it is a night... Uh, what is it? A Nighttime Smoke, the romance novel. She's, she's reading the romance oh. novel. It's flashbacking to when she's guard duty uh, for her military. And it's that one page alone is what tells me why I hate this book. Because it tells you what the story that they are telling. Saga is a romance novel. Absolutely, 100%. I hate it. It's a romance sci-fi And I love novel. it. Watered down, it is a Romeo and Juliet story in space. Yeah. I mean, it's not Romeo and Juliet. It, it totally well, is. Two opposing... Families that's or armies or something like that, and that's as far as with forbidden love yep. that aren't supposed to get together, and they do anyway. Yes, so, so it has that, and then we see more giant naked ogreness. So weird, <laughs> so awkward, so weird. Uh, I loved it when Marco like shielded his mom, like when attack. Oh, yeah, don't, you don't look! You don't, don't want to see this, honey. I'm your mother. I've seen it all. Right. <laughs> like, that is definitely a mom line. Like, really? It's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's not, but it's fine. But it's fine. Like, it, Been she, there, done that, got the t-shirt right. and the have to match. Doesn't make it any less awkward, especially for him. Like, I, no one wants to see that with their mother around. Sure. Like, that's not fun at all. Again. Awkward. Right. So, but later, it uh, it has uh, Alana waking up to uh, to find that uh that she's fully clothed fully clothed and mark well they, no no we she's realize... not fully clothed she has a package of clothing oh, he doesn't dress yes. her oh he left you're, right. Right. Of you're right. right yeah no he still had to pick her up and move her to bed presumably but she's not in the towel anymore <laughs> well she's underneath the covers that i mean no, it's hard but, to tell but uh, we kind of find out that he's actually a seamstress. Armor, armor, armor. And seamstress. A seamstress. I love it. Uh, so you're oh, a se- you're a seamstress. No, 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 no. I'm an armorer. I'm an armorer. There's a distinct difference. Like, well, this. and it makes sense because he's like, he works with your the clothing is now it's extra bulletproof and spellproof or something. I love the one line she says in crazy flattering, uh, flattering to my, my mushy, pa- mushy, mushy parts. parts. Like, right. oh, I mean, she did just give birth. Yeah. So, like, oh, it's like, oh, I. This looks awesome. Thank you. And gave like an armor, a suit of armor, looks like clothing, to the one one week old child, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. The, the onesie and everything, which we find out at the end, is now a bookmark for. Uh, Spoiler alert. Right. I mean, that's in her own notes of, of Hazel's notes. It's like, and the only thing that I have left of him is that little that cloth. And now it's a bookmark. Mm-hmm. Which like, that's cool. That she still yeah. kept it around and everything. Sure. Yep. Yeah, he is spinning a web of clothing and armor. Like, no, I need to do everything I can before I die. Yeah, most of my time. But at the end of chapter eight, we meet a new character called called Gwendolyn, who we found out in the first volume, the first volume that it is uh, Marco's ex fiance. Which we had a discussion beforehand. I don't think she knows that she's the ex fiance right. yet. 
Because like, no, no, I don't think so. I don't, know. I don't I remember. Mean, I wanna, we're gonna have to wait till we get to because, the next volume or two when they actually sure. come face to face. Right. Because all all we know for sure is that they were engaged when he went off to the mission to be in the war. He got captured. Theoretically, when he got captured, he wouldn't have any communication back home to say, hey, we're breaking up. I mean, he wouldn't have had that. Yep. Theoretically. He got married and had a kid with somebody else. So we don't know what her goal is, if she's kind of joining the bounty hunters, if she's looking for her, they call them rings, um, that Marcos is still in possession of. So we don't know what her end goal is in this volume yet. Which I thought that the bounty hunter has personal issues. Oh, very much so. I, was I, a little, I don't know. Well, I love the this job. What's it mean to you? And it's like, me and Margaret's actions have sullied the blah, 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 blah. You're like, definitely deflects like, oh, well, you know, it's bad for our culture and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, I get it. You're in politics, which means you're connected, which means you're rich, which means you probably don't buy into this crap about the whole everything. Like, it's like, he just saw right through. He's like, oh, well, I see. Yep, there, that's who you are. Like, yeah. he connected the dots immediately. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, you care, but not really. Like, not for the reasons you say that you care about. And also, I have a cat that'll tell me if you're lying. So, I always like, lying cat's my favorite. Like, I like the cat, and I hate the cat. The cat's amazing. It'd be super, super difficult to have as a pet. Oh, if it tells everybody around you whenever you're lying? Liar. Uh, even, like, you, I mean, not even we had such a, I had such a great time. We should do this again. Liar. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no the food's fine liar <laughs> oh i don't care what we have for dinner liar okay well i do care but <laughs> i'm just imagining jim carrey oh, yes <laughs> so yeah it'd be, i mean a really cool character in real life would i want one no i i, I would not want a cat that would tell me when i'm lying or tell anyone else when they're lying or anything like that that's that's too that's too much powerful that's too much power that we don't need that in real life but then Gwendolyn does her whole politics shtick of like, all right, well, you want, you're you not going to do this job, Will, until you find the slave girl? Fine. We'll get you the slave girl because whatever. Like, she doesn't even care why yeah. he wants the slave girl back. And I think that was where I kind of got annoyed with the rest of the book because during that whole back and forth with the stock, the Will. The Will. The, the will, will is the, is the male bounty hunter. The Will is, is the guy, bounty hunter. Uh, she's talking about the rings that are made in conjunction with the pennant that she's wearing. And then she looks at her ring finger and I'm like, "Ah, okay, wait a minute. What just happened? And I kind of had to go back and be like, oh no, it's a romance novel. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to keep reading, but I'm going to keep reading. Uh, so they try to get the slave girl back with some Tommy gun, space Tommy gun. I hated that. I mean, it's, it's use freaking laser guns. So, well, I mean, they could be laser guns. We don't, it's, we don't actually Tommy know. Gun. I mean, but it, it shoots pew 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 yellow things, so it it's could in be the shape of a Tommy gun. I mean, he has a lance that is telescoping that whatever. I mean, that was kind of lame too. I don't see for me. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like it's ridiculous. It's cool, dumb. Like it's the dumbest thing, but it's also cool. Also, he his cape has a mask. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but he never wears it. Is that same cape has a mask. He has a, a mask oh, yeah. attached to his cape. I forgot about that. Because he's a bounty hunter, and apparently you have to have some sort of identity coverings sure. that are, you have to have it on you, sure. apparently, but you don't have to wear it, and he definitely is never wearing it. No. 
I think that shows that he's getting tired of the bounty hunter life too. Like, well, he has personal issues, right? I mean, he's like, uh, I'm not. That's according to his 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 bounty hunter pimp seahorse again. Weird. Why is the thing a seahorse? Why not? Why do we have humans with TVs for heads? Why not? Why do we have spider women with no actual arms on their torsos, six eyes, but eight arms for legs? Because why not? We have to show that they're aliens, but we have to have something to base it off of because we can't imagine aliens because we don't know what they actually look like. So we'll base it off of things we've seen on Earth and alienify them. Anyway, no. moving forward. <laughs> so they, they say the slave girl. Yay. And she's like, oh, we got to go that way to find them. Right. <laughs> and she right. just kind of points. And just, that, they're on their way pretty much. It's like, oh, they're, they're, you guys are close. They're just like one block down that way. Right. Which is a weird magic sense. But I don't know if she can sense it or magic. or talk to them or is telepathic. I don't. They don't. Really, they don't really say mm-hmm. other than, "Oh, your pendant is sad because it misses the rings that are that way." Also, quick question: Why are people barefoot in space? Uh, Wendelin is barefoot I on planets. That dude, uh, hobbits is they get they're, they're 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 not. Why not? Spa well, some of them. Why not? Sure, they could, they could have callus. I mean, the slave girl is wearing shoes. Some are wearing shoes. Maybe. Some are wearing shoes. You're right. Some are barefoot. And you're right. Some are barehanded. Yeah. I was just talking about they the stock. She's got eight legs that are arms, and she's walking with them, or was walking. With I mean, them. not everything needs shoes. The lion cat doesn't need shoes, so why would it's a cat? So I mean, this is a magic user with random horn things. Maybe you need it. You need to touch soil to make your magic work. I don't know. It keeps you grounded. Don't worry about it. Just move on <laughs> to chapter 10, where we're... we see another flashback yep. of the meeting of... Okay, one yeah. thing about this issue. I've seen The Hunt for the Red October. <laughs> okay? I was mad about that choice. When she's like, make our spaceship go into the missile that just got fired at us by the will. You're jumping ahead a I little know, bit. I know, I'm just saying. You're I saw ahead. the hunt for the Red October, and that's where that came from. So it starts out, flashback, eh, you know, them, you know. It shows how she, they kind of fell in love. Um, Alana was able to free him, and... Wait, how they fell again. in love? Or it was them well, actually falling actually in love. actually them falling in love, and kind of the was final... That the... No, that's the no, next that's issue. that's the next oh, okay. issue. <laughs> That, that's lust, not love there, bud. Yes. Uh, but then, like, she's like, oh, go be free. Well, I, I can't just go be free. Like, yes, you, you unchained me. But do you see everything around here? I will die instantly. Like, Lest we forget, we're still in the middle of a fracking desert. And a war. Like, this whole planet is, like, you captured me here. This is a war zone. So it's not a good idea to just let me run wild. Like, it's not going to end well. I, I do like the whole premise that... In just having a conversation, they can start to remedy certain things. Yeah. Right. She even says something like, I'm going to miss our secret book club or something like that. And it's like, yeah. all right. And I like the fact that, was it he that made the connection that this romance novel is really an underlying message I, to both civilizations? Or yeah, was that I, her? I believe that was him that said, you realize what this is saying, right? It's not saying, I mean, yeah, it's saying about this but, and like... And dumb people speak. Right. But next level, the themes that's going on here is saying, can't we just get along? Like, this is dumb. We're fighting over nothing. Mm -hmm. And just continuing violence just for the sake of violence. Well, uh, we're fighting. We joined the war because you massacred us for this. Well, but we were fighting you because you massacred us before that. But you massacred. Right. 
violence continues violence. As Marcus said, like if, whenever you have a weapon, you're always going to use it. I love that line from the first novel, from the first volume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have the weapon, you will find a justification for using right. it. To so, use it. and then, which he learned back then in this mm-hmm. flashback, like, no, this is a bigger picture of what we're talking about here. Right. And yeah, it's great. Then they jump back to the present on the asteroid on planet. The egg. The planet that we find out is an egg. And we Oh, is that when they find Isabel? Yeah. They find her immediately. Okay, that was funny, by the way. <laughs> like, they were just in this neighborhood, and like, oh, and then there's these, like... Witches. Egg witch protector thing. With upside down, with upside down down heads. Yes. Call themselves midwives. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a fun word. But midwife? Yeah. And she turns into a giant gorilla. That's on fire. That's on fire. That is flipping them off, which I think is hilarious. Yes. I mean, and it scared them off. I mean... I like how... Marco kind of immediately identified, okay, yeah. you can stop that now. Right, You're the, fine. They're gone. The mom's like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, it's fine. I, and what it, he says, it's okay, I think. I think it's one of her illusions. And yeah, it was then Isabel yeah. that was like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? And then yells at the mom. of like, you, what did you do to me? Why am I here? Right. And in, her, in the mom's defense. She's freaked out. Yeah, you don't. You're not expecting a, a weird ghost thing just to show up and torment you. So yeah, if you have the ability to dispel it, then why wouldn't you? I mean, it's definitely pulling the trigger without thinking about what's going on. I mean, you didn't ask questions. You're like, oh, bad guy, fire. But I mean, she is a soldier, where that's what she's trained to do. If you see something, an enemy combatant, you don't have time to think because when she boarded the ship, she thought Marco was abducted. They didn't know that they were in love with each other. I mean, so I'm trying to protect you. Boom! I'm trying to free you. Yes. It's not a good response, but it was the response that she did. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they get to find the way home, which they yeah. don't really explain why. Well, they do. Um, Marco's dad, when Alana was unco- uh, unconscious, like rerouted the ship to the Awkward. egg. But they're still so just they're... teleported onto the ship, though. That's magic. They, but I was saying they teleported, like, oh. Yeah, let's like, be grounded. Let's, let's yeah. take the alien with us <laughs> within this But they use the, the same thing. Yeah, they use the same technique that they the used in the first volume to get them onto the ship in the See, first place. See, I would have liked it better if they would have had to dispel her from the planet and if that would have connected back to the oh, ship. Yeah. Because, like, oh, we're just tell, we're just have this teleporter beam, boom, you're back. Be grounded, Alex. But, yeah, they were on the ground of an egg that you see hatch and is cool to look at. I mean, yeah. the big splash page. It's of like, like a dragon baby three-eyed thing. It's really weird and really big and scary. Mm. Poor then, ogre, poor ogre that was left on the egg. Why would he even be there? That's his job. Yeah, and it's the same with the witches. Yeah, but Can uh, we find that out later. No, we no, never see them. Again. Yeah, there's oh, that's you're just it. Making it. Okay. But uh, we, uh, as the egg hatches, the bounty hunters and Gwendolyn catch up to them. Bounty hunter, bounty hunter, stalk, star, stalk. The will, the will. Stalk. No, 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 stalk is the spider. Stalk lady. is the spider. Okay, yeah, she's not with lady. him. Yes, the will is. No, the she's dude. still alive. Is she? Yep, because she's got the stitches she was in earlier. That was a dream. That was a dream. That was a fantasy, Oh, that bud. was a dream, wasn't yeah. it? Thanks a Holy lot. Holy crap. That was a fantasy. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've been enjoying this so much. No, yeah, that was a fantasy. I forgot about because, that. I figured she'd yeah. be alive, but. No, yeah. It no, was because Gwen woke him off up. of this volume. It's, she's, yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. really weird dream. I thought it was kind of weird that the girl was all like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was all a dream. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they fire a missile. And yeah. what do they do, Adrian? The hunt for the Red October. Because everyone knows that missiles don't just automatically explode. They don't arm until it's a safe distance away from the ship or the submarine. So you don't blow yourself up. So you don't blow yourself up. 
which I learned that in video games. Stupid rocket launcher. I don't care that I'll kill myself. I want to kill you. I don't care that you're foot away. No, I have to wait till you're so many feet away. Dang it, Call of Duty. Yeah. That's where I'm learning from. Not for for October. <laughs> Call of Duty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Turn this until it says 159. So, yeah, they just charge the missile because screw it. I mean, we'll be fine. And they are fine until it deflects. The missile deflects, and what does it hit? It kills the baby. It doesn't kill the baby. It just makes it really angry. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's just not like, the baby inside the ship. Not the newborn baby. The planet. The new, baby. new, 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 newborn baby. The planet baby. The planet baby. Which has the egg. weird eye death, like venom. It looks like the character Venom, like his symbiote, just like shoots out. <laughs> a little bit, and its mouth opens up into a black hole, pretty yeah. much. And it, when it shoots out those beams, it hits the Will ship. And my notes uh, have at the end, lying cat. No, leave the cat. With like four explanation points. I'm going to know we're going to get letters. Leave the cat. The cat gets ejected from the whale ship. Leave the cat. So I want to go back. Okay, so this is end of chapter chapter 10 in the trade. So we know there's more coming up immediately. Right. When I was reading this in single issues, I had to wait a full month to figure out what's going on. Like, But it's lying cat. It's just flying off in space. And of course, you can go into space without a suit. It's I mean, magic. It, we we saw it in Star Wars. Leia did it. You shut that. She mouth. had the force, <laughs> which was magic. Yeah, you both shut your mouths. Yeah, I mean, you can, but not for very long. Yes, and I, I knew bad. you were going to say be that. Be very bad. There was not a shred of ice on him. Whatever it would actually probably would actually be ice, but whatever, it'd be fine. I thought. That was dumb. Issue 11 opens up, and wow, it reminds me a lot of issue one. The very opening of issue one. Pretty much, but it was, um, instead of her birth, it's her conception. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> and there's, I'm not going to say a whole lot other than, that was sexy Alana. You can't listen to sexy Alana. She's crazy. <laughs> you can't trust her. Right. I, I love that line. Like, the line that he's, the, the, the quote he gives of what she he, said he, afterwards. Because he's like, you told me to, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexy Alana is obsessed with, and I'm just going to stop there because this is a clean podcast. This conversation is not clean that they talk about in here, but I just, I thought that was hilarious. So like, you can't listen to that. She's crazy. She's nuts. So, but, uh, kind of going back to the present. Um... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll continue that on real quick before we go back okay. to the present. Uh, they're making the, they're talking about having kids or whatever. And, uh, you know, Marco's like, you know, you know, you know, it's a natural progression in the war. You know, we this child is a symbol of this. And she's like, no, no. It's a, a child. child isn't a symbol. It's a child. Like, you can't just deify this child mm-hmm. just because. Like, it's still a child. Like, you can't put that pressure on it. What Let was it I just watching that would. Oh, sorry. And I just love that. Line. Like, no, a child isn't a symbol. A child is a child. Right. Like, regardless. Yeah. And, like, it definitely brought him back. Like, oh, oh my, yeah, my bad. Where I'm getting too hypothetical you know what if it happens it happens if not whatever mm-hmm. and like slight spoiler alert into another universe ted lasso i thought of the <laughs> i thought of i thought of uh rupadoops okay he, he's using his own kid against rebecca as a uh, an object f- to create revenge and it's like wow you're a terrible human being yeah and then obviously marco's motive is is slightly different he wants the baby to bring Peace. Peace and prosperity, Not but torture. it's 
just a kid. You're yeah. putting way it's too much child. pressure on something you just brought in the world. Right. Yeah. That has nothing to but, do but with that, that argument. But that right. brought it exactly. back down to reality to where it's like, I'm going to love this child no matter what happens. First mm-hmm. and foremost is we have to be parents. Then exactly. we're going to worry about the war and everything else outside of that. Yep. Uh, so, but then going back to the present. Going back to the present, um, the will jumps out of a ship and rescues Lion Cat. And that's where I wrote in my notes. Of course, he can go into outer space. And Why he, not? And he gets back with his lance, his yeah. magical and, 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 Doc Ock style yeah. lance. And here's the other thing: what the heck are they flying? It looks like a turnip with propellers. See, for me, it looks like a seed. Like that's what I said, a turnip. So I think it's funny that they're flying a seed, and the rest of the family is flying a tree. Mario should be on top of this thing, pulling it out of the ground in eight bits. Or this thing should be an escape pod for their rocket ship that is a giant tree. Whatever. Like, it seems, it's organic space, except for this one's not. It it definitely looks mechanical, just that's the design choice that they went with, and I'm okay with it. It's a romance novel. Fine. I'm going to keep reading this, and I love this book. I also hate a lot of the choices they're making, but I don't know... But it works. No, it doesn't. Oh, it (laughs) It does does not work at all. It comes together later on. Yeah, I I, I say it does work. No. So for me, I I would have stopped reading. I don't know. I want to to derail a little bit saying at this point in the story, when I was reading it for the first time, I was like, oh, this is good. Nothing great. It gets great, in my opinion. The the story as a whole becomes great. And it gets from, it's like Ted Lasso. It starts good and getting good, 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 good. Holy cow. Holy cow. What is going on? This is amazing. And that works. And then you get episode about. What's his face? And then uh, beard. that has the highs and the lows that are both involved, like yeah. emotional highs, emotional lows. Like this is amazing. This is terrible, but I love it. Yeah, I do like the humanity, ironically, that uh, Alana and and Marco bring into the story. There, there are crazy moments where it's pure sci-fi. Not even sci-fi, science fantasy, really. Yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi. It's pure sci-fi, but then there are moments when we get where we can relate to them as as people. As people, yeah, right. So you can't trust that version of me. You actually said, and I quote, "Da da da." You, we relate to each other through conversation. We can get beyond boundaries that should not be able to be gotten around. Just through conversation. Yeah. And then we get cats that tell you you're lying. And turnips with propellers. And turnips with propellers. <laughs> and magic. We're getting sucked into black holes. So we'll just sacrifice. This is why I hate the book. So, <laughs> so going but forward, though. <laughs> but this is this is one of the things I don't like about these type of books. It's magic can fix everything. Ugh. So to escape this black hole, they're going to take those magic helmets that they use to teleport on and throw them into the ship's furnace. To, magic furnace. Now I to did. get it into the, you know, give it enough propulsion See, to jump away from I, the... I, I it, did think all, that was funny. Oh, magic so, can fix it. So, no, so I didn't take it as magic fixed it. I took it as sacrifice fixed it. Because to open the doors, they sacrifice their family sword. For this, they're sacrificing their way home by guilt donating their no, helmet right, but to teleport home. Right, but they're activating magic with said sacrifice. Well, it's I'm just still, saying, though, like... It's still magic. Dead. But this but Dead. this main message right here is all it's about sacrifice. Magic. That helps. Sure. Yeah, it's, okay, that actually helps We're me. sacrificing the helmet. That is our one guarantee get home yeah. for free 
we're we're that's, getting rid of that. Yeah, that's one of the things I never. I I don't like stories with magic because magic is oh we can now purposefully do this magic that moves the story forward or fixes well, everything. But, you know what I mean? But with and, that, oh, I can take this space cruiser and. Hit yeah. it into hyperspace that we've so, never done in nine, mo- eight right. movies, and then all of a sudden the but, bad guys are dead. But with the story for this, it still continues the sacrifice theme because, like, yes, you gave us more power, but that wasn't enough sacrifice. The dad sacrificed his own life to save yes. to keep the ship together. So yes. you sacrifice the item and you sacrifice your own life right. to protect your family. And that's so, when they threw the helmets in and they uh, got more the power, too much power. It was too much power. The ship started breaking up. So, so he uses his magic as a seamstress armor to kind of mend the ship as they're flying right. away and it so, puts too much strain so on while them yes they dies. did use magic to solve it i think what they were going what brian was going for was, was no sacrifice. it was the sacrifice that was saved that it. actually it was his sacrifice lot. of his own like, like yes he knew he was dying but he sped up that clock really fast of how fast he was dying yeah. and, and was he actually dying or is it just he thought he was dying and that's actually what killed him then could be because like oh you know his dad died shortly after my son was right. born so like oh this is you that's know, what grandchildren are no, for he yeah. talked about the disease right but he knew he was he knew his clock was getting punched but it still definitely sped up that clock sure i'm not so saying that it is big time that's for me like yes he did magic yeah. but it's but not this, about the magic it's about the, the sacrifice, sacrifice. That actually puts it in better perspective yeah. and actually helps with that. That whole was the story that right. was not the fi- magic was not the fix. It was a fix through the tool of sacrifice. Um, I do like the instant memory that Marco has, and I even to a degree, I like how he pushes Elena aside. Yeah, when it, it's the father son moment. His, yeah, right. Like this is my family. Like yes, we're family, but also this is my family first, and that's. That is literally dying right now. Yeah. And I need to be with them. Yep. Side I, note. I love how they walk back in and Alana's trying to do CPR and, and um, the ghost is like, I'm so sorry, Marco. You know, it's just like right. the first person to even acknowledge anything was the ghost. Well, and she knows. I mean, she's yeah, dead. She's she dead. knows she like, knows. oh, he's dead too. Yeah. Like there's like, – because before like, oh, no, Marco, you're not dying. Trust me. I know death. Right. <laughs> As a ghost, mm-hmm. I know when someone's dead and when someone's not. That person's not dead yet. Yeah. Versus this, she's like, no, he's dead. And right. Yeah, that so, whole moment. And then I loved what the Hazel notes had. The next morning, they cremated my grandfather in the belly of our ship. So we had more fuel to the fire of the ship by getting rid of his body. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what were you going to say? Uh, just a side note. Uh, so you guys know I speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. When I watch like Despicable Me or any of the Minion movies, anything that has Minions in it, as gibberish. It's not. It's actually not. It's like the blending of five different languages. There are moments where I understand with a few words here and there. As I'm reading these guys, the Moonies. The, and their moon-like alien and language. There are a couple words. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's pretty close to something that. And then I'm like trying to voice it out. And I'm like, oh, it's Minion. It's kind of. Not <laughs> right. really. It's kind of. Not but I'm like, it's a oh, mixture that's of kind of cool. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's just one of those. Hey, let me see. Um, that's the one where he's jumping with the grasshopper. He's telling because you guys, you guys don't know what they're saying, right? So there's like a blend of almost like Latin, and I, I feel like there's a little bit of French with some Spanish in here. 
it's how do you make up a fake language? You mix a bunch of other languages right. together because it's impossible to do unless you're doing Klingon, which we'll just make up our own language with that. And well, that's an actual, that's an official language. I know what I'm saying, like, but it wasn't originally. It was made up for that. But and, it, there's a couple moments here where I'm like, oh, I, I, I think I know what they're saying. Which for you guys, you guys kind of have to make it up based on what you're seeing here. So I actually spent some time on just those what page and a half. Before any type of translation, it looks like his father's teaching him how to ride a grasshopper. Right, exactly. How to, which would be the equivalent of riding a horse, I or, think. Or a like, bicycle. I, mean, I kind of, yeah. it's like teaching your kid how to ride a bike. I, I do that as a horse because it's another living being. Right, but it, I'm just saying like my personal experience, yeah. my dad never taught me to ride a horse. He did t- teach me how to ride a bike. Yeah, it is so that, it's that connection to it. Heritage of, yeah. But you're right, it's more like a horse being a living Or creature. a pony. Yeah. <laughs> he actually insults his father in the first two frames. Of that moment, yeah, it's and the, then he kind of makes fun of him. It's the I don't necessarily need to know your language to know what you're saying, right? Like I get body the language and the tone of thing, what's going on. Uh, and jumping on to the final issue of this volume, issue twelve, I immediately I don't have a whole lot of notes on this one other than holy crap, war is awful. Like we saw well, a flashback before, you know, when Marco was getting, you know, this is what war was. No, no, that's war between soldiers dying. This is an innocent, more or less, like, oh, this it has this mouse that's a field medic that you try to take care of people. He's doing his job. He saves people lives. It's a field Saving. mouse portraying a field medic. Yes. And that's why I, they're, those are the choices that I hate and love. But, like, but what it, you is know, happening saying, to the ghost or the, the TV guy, the robots? Oh, yeah, shot. And they're like. Oh, but. On his screen, like in his dying breath, really? he's thinking we're not, we're not about, talk about something. That. We're not going to talk about that. Moving on. Moving Remember, on. I got yelled at for yelling oh, that right. upstairs. This is a clean, right. clean podcast it's a clean here. Podcast. Uh, but yeah, the me- the medic's like, you know, you know, Prince Robot's like, you know, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, I, you know, I have to, I had to join the service so I can get, you know, this license. I'm just here trying to here to help people, and then this is my stepping stone to become a real doctor and take care yeah. of people. Then they get gassed. Oh, I thought gas was outlawed. Oh, no, put your mask on. My, you know, Prince Robot's like, oh, my, you know, my race were immune to this. Uh, I'm not. Or, I'm, or you know, the mouse is like, I'm not they sure if give, I am. They he's didn't like, give me a gas mask. He's just like, wait, am I dying? And then he... Then he explodes. Yeah, he just he, explodes. If you saw the boys episode one, <laughs> it's very similar to that when you get liquefied. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it's like, that sucks. Like, this is a dude that's there to save lives. Not shooting any, not shooting either side. He is there just to save lives, be a doctor, and innocence lost. Like it happens. Like that's one of those. Like, oh, well, you're dead. You're wrong place, yeah. wrong time. Too bad. Um, kind of just uh, to backtrack a little bit throughout volume one and two, the uh, robot uh, prince, prince robot whatever. the fourth, prince robot the fourth. Yeah. Um, he has been using Alana's romance novel. To get in the mind of them. To get into the mind of them, to try to track them and everything like that. So he's, you know, plotting to go visit the actual author of the book. Mm -hmm. So. And issue 12, after that whole war scene. He is the only character that's actually taking Alana and Marco even semi seriously. Yeah. He's he's truly a detective. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, all right, you know, you're hunting, you're. Everyone else is chasing the the obvious clues. He's like, no, I want to get in the mind of them. Yeah, to, to see really, where they're going to go to next. figure out where they. I want to be where they're going to go to. I don't want to go to where they've been and track them they that way for clues. Right. Yeah. So this issue, like, all right, cool. I'm going to the author and talk to him about this book. 
And I liked the author. I liked this whole yeah, dynamic too. between the two. Of the like, author lives in like a lighthouse. Uh, I, on a planet in the middle of yeah. nowhere. It has a little servant guy named Gus, which is amazing. You'll find out in the next volume that he's a wonderful person. Yep. Um, you see him? Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's great. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but he's asking him questions about his book and everything like that. Like very but, chill, uh, like respectful. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you know, hey, you know, hey, how's it going? He even says that the novel that he, he wrote that inspired Marco and Alana to change their complete life was just some crap that he put on a napkin, as it were. Right. Yeah. You know, that he it didn't mean for it to do to, Yeah, it was meaningless anything, to him. Which it was a, come to find it out. It was just a book that he uh he crapped he crapped out to get a paycheck real fast. Exactly. And Prince Robert was like, No, no, you're you're being way too humble. Like let's you know, you are better than that. Right. And And I think he has him convinced for all of a split second. And then you what see What is it he says? The you see that opposite side where oh prince robot you're a used car salesman or you're even worse you're a timeshare salesman trying to manipulate us into getting what you want right so but after some interrogation and stuff like that it's uh the robot kind of finds out he believes in the stuff he wrote in that book or yes he believes that there's a message within that a greater message yep he's like oh you're one of those pacifist whatever trying to unify trying to stop the war but with a legitimate reason he talks about his son the right. author talks about his son yeah like, oh your son he was in the army yeah you know but he died unfortunately and everything and right and not happened. not in the heat of battle well we find that out think... we find that out you know pay, you know panel two later like oh yeah he died then you find out yeah well he didn't die in battle he died of suicide you'd be surprised how he Former soldiers commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I think is what he said. Like the mm-hmm. statistic of suicide, which is sadly a real thing that happens. Is like right. how people that see war and everything commit suicide because yeah. of one reason or another. Right. And this is why the author is like, we got to stop this. Yes, war, initial dying is bad, but also look at the ripple effect of even if you survive the war, are you there's, really going to survive? Yeah, there's dev- devastation everywhere on multiple planets now also because of this. It's not just the soldiers being affected. It's the whole, the entire galaxy. It's everything, yeah. So, But I love – this is probably the issue that actually got me hooked because you know Prince Robot was onto him. And it, the quote is, Prince Robot the fourth was almost always right. But he was dead wrong about my family coming to – Quiet us the planet anytime the soon. Then the next panel was we'd the last, already the been, last panel the last of the issue was we'd already been there a week and and that's, that's when the cliffhanger I wrote, where I'm like I can I have got to see what happens that's it, next that's it and that's what I, in my notes here twelve issue twelve this is why I get mad at this series the end of twelve it was good it was, I loved it in. I loved the back and forth between uh, Prince Robot and the author. That was, yeah. I was like, oh, Master wow, he yeah. really isn't, and he really Brian, did mean to yeah. just write nothing. And then and it's like. Brian K. Vaughn writing at, his, at best. his best. Absolutely. Thank you. Because so. somebody was like, oh, yeah, Brian. Like, Brian and I go way back. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. But, but I mean, Saga is so good at the, you know, issue to issue cliffhangers, but the volume cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and and that's what I mean from like even last week, right? So, I mentioned this upstairs. Brian Kavon can write this because he's Brian Kavon. He's gotten to become Brian Kavon. Right? It should not work. No, no. Uh, what I mean to say is, he probably plans this out. He probably planned it out to work post issue to issue, right? So. Well, I know that the industry is yeah. going to have me do trades, oh, yeah. right? 
So why don't I write them in like six issue yeah. batches or whatever so that it works out so that I keep the audience because I've been writing right. for so long. I know what I'm doing. That, I'm not just some new guy. And this is so off the wall that I actually agree with you. I think if this if this story <laughs> was presented <laughs> to as from some no-name writer who's right. never exactly. been published at all, I think the publisher would be like, this is crap. Mm-hmm. You know, take it out of here. But it's like, oh, Brian K. Vaughn. It's like it, it, in the comic world to be the equivalent of Stephen King turning in a book. I have faith that this is going to be yeah. good. I don't right. know what you're writing about, but it's going to be good. Exactly. It reminds me of Hickman started somewhere. Exactly. Tinian started yep. somewhere. And it's like Tom uh, Taylor. Started. If his name's on a book, I'm picking it up. Right. It reminds me of the show The Good Place. The it was only four seasons long. It was written by the creators of The Office, the American version. And like any other t- person, like, hey, you know, I want to do by uh, Mike sure. Hey, I want to do a show that's about when people die. I want to have them in the good place. Okay, get out of here. No. Like, come on, we can't do that. Right, right. Versus well, you do the office? Yeah, I have faith that you're going to do good work. Sure. And it was phenomenal. Brian Kavon, oh, creator of uh, Why the Last Man? All right, sure. Yeah, let's go for it. Well, any number of, uh, I mean, there's just tons of stuff that is, I mean, yeah. The biggest thing before this was Why the Last Man. That was his biggest. Paper Girl. Uh, no, Saga was before Paper Girl. Saga was before that, yeah. Yeah, but he had done a lot of Justice League and right. Marvel and stuff but too. So arguably, was, though, Why the Last Man was the biggest thing he had. Oh, definitely. Then Saga happened. 100%. And then Saga took over yeah. and. And going back to your plan of like how, or your statement of how he has a plan, I think that's why we had the first nine volumes. He had that planned out years in advance. Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the story arc. Wait, 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 wait. Volume nine happened. All right, guys, we need a one year hiatus. I think he's like, all right, now I need to figure out how I'm going to finish the story. One year turned into three and a half years. Are you telling me that if I have a big project and I plan it out, it could work well? Star Wars. If you're Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. So that's I think that's and uh, don't get me wrong when you when we get to volume nine, you'll be furious that we that how we had to wait three and a half years to get more. Sure, no, I, and like no, it's a good furious. Like I want it that bad. I don't care. Yeah, and I'm super excited for it to come back. And just that one cliffhanger for this issue, like with that cliffhanger of hey, we've been there for a week. Imagine waiting for three years to figure out what's going to happen next. But add, you know, eight more volumes after this and get super invested and a huge, like, this is a cliffhanger. Sure. Volume nine cliffhanger is Grand Canyon. No, and that, like, it's, that's what I mean. I love the book. I do. Anybody that hears me hear that. I love this book. There are just things about it that I just can't stand. And the story is so good that the things that I can't stand don't matter that much. It's like when I made you read Hawkeye. Yeah, you hated the art, but I made you read it, and the story was great, and it made up for it. Kayvon has either won or been nominated for an award for 11 years between 2005 and 2018. And how many of those he were knows Saga? How, he, how many of those were Saga? Pretty much every year he was nominated for Saga. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that is our recap of Saga Volume 2, folks. Let's go on to you our- You should read it. Our picks of the week of single. Give us a pick of the week that came out this week, uh, Wednesday, October twenty seventh. Let's be quick because we are going long with this episode. Hey, okay. Jared, uh, what is your pick of the week? On my list, if you this is a perfect Halloween book, a perfect Halloween book. Are D- you going to pick DC <sighs> versus uh, vampires? I really like. This. We've seen DC versus zombies. Yep. Let's see DC versus vampires. Yep, to be but, honest, uh, that's where I'm a little afraid with this book. Written by James Tinian. Tinian. So it's got some uh, all-star power, but uh, 
It's got this character that I didn't recognize, some vampire character that uh, goes to the Hall of Justice to get help, and Green Lantern intercept him, and he tells the backstory of a uh, character that's been killed, the Legion of Doom's in it. I mean, it's it's going to span the whole DC universe in a good way. It's and a 12 it, issue. Yeah. It's, it's not a huge ongoing yet until no. they decided to do DC versus Vampires right. 2, like but Boogaloo. But the first issue was really good. Like, I'm going to be adding this to my pull list. It was that good. And I'm not a fan of vampire stories. They usually so. suck. <laughs> Adrian! Rim, rim shot. No, rim no, shot. get out. <laughs> Hit the rim oh, shot. Oh, my goodness. Adrian, it what took is, me a second. What is your pick of the week, Adrian? So, uh, one of them was DC versus vampires. I'm going to agree with everything that Jared said. So, I'm going to uh, skip out of that and um, talk about Inferno issue two. Uh, I talked about Inferno issue one, how. At the end of it, I think we got the beginning of this uh, shoe drop that I was kind of expecting for the last couple of years to happen with Mutant Dumb. Since House and Powers of X. For the last, yeah, right. And um, yeah, everything is just too perfect. Mutants are fighting back. They, they're, they're, they're kind of becoming the villain because they're using the same tools that they're fighting against. And I've talked about this before. When you use the thing that you claim was used against you, you're worse than that bad guy. Because you know you're doing wrong. Because There's doing wrong versus... No, 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 no. You know the effects. Well, yeah. Not that you know you're doing wrong. You know the effects because you complain that it's happened to you, right? Whatever. So uh, there's been this kind of like, oh, are my heroes becoming the bad guys? Yeah. Uh, so yep. we get a continuation with Inferno. Uh, we get a little bit of that Xavier hubris that we saw uh, early 2000s. Uh, even Scott was like, what the heck, man? I, 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 I can't believe you. You know, you're doing whatever. And so we're starting to see that again. And I'm like, uh, oh. And this time it's Emma that says, I, what are you doing? Right. Like, for Emma to say that, it's like, you're the white queen from like forever ago. And now you're complaining that somebody did you wrong? What? But, but the degree in which oh, it's messed up like, means it's really messed up. I can't argue with you, white queen. Right. Uh, I love the line that she used. Like, you know, something like, I will never forgive you for this. Like, no matter what happens, like, I, or I've lost respect for you, or I'll never respect you again. But my loyalty? You arrogant fools have lost that forever. Yeah. Like, she's gloves are coming off. Like, you know what? Well, I'll, if we agree, then fine. But I'm not going to be loyal to you, just blind loyalty anymore. I'm going to think of my own still. And time and time and time and time again, every writer for any mutant stuff has always shown us, don't mess with Emma. Just don't. It's going to end poorly. <laughs> you won't win. It's much better to have her on you your side. if you do win, you're going to wish you hadn't. Have and her on your it, side. It's because It's going to cost you. Yeah. Right. Anytime you have a telepathic against you, that's a bad idea. That turns into diamond. Yeah. That's, yeah. Bad yeah. choice. Uh, so that one was my pick of the week at the store also, was Inferno number two. Uh, but I'm going to do for this, my pick of the week, it was came out of left field, did not surprise me completely. So Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, IG-88. Holy crap, it was actually really good. Dang it, I passed on picking that one up, and I wish oh, I would have. You should have. It's a good one. <laughs> Like, Jimmy. <laughs> so in the comics, IG-88, he he was fighting Vader. Vader used the force to make him shoot himself. And this is IG-88's point of view, like getting resurrected and like, well, but my mission is to do that, but I can't do that. But my also mission says I'm the best ever. But if I did that, then that means I'm not the best. And like, you see an internal conflict of like <laughs> crisis, like what is going on? 
how do you know what? Fine. I'm going to go off on. He, he does Yoda. He goes off on his own little planet. Like, all right, I need to figure this stuff out. I need to think and get away from everything. And it was surprisingly good. I mean, I was not expecting when I saw that this was pulled from me. I was like, ah, yeah, okay, I'll read it. I'll try it. Then I read it like, wow. It had some cool covers, right? It did. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is, this is arguably the best War of the Bounty Hunters issue of the entire run. That's that story. Arc. Wow. Um, it surprised me. Yeah. And it was self-contained. It had nothing to do with the War of the Bounty Hunters. There were very little to do with it. It was more about him and, like, what is he supposed to be doing with his life? So, yeah. I thought it was really... Or it. I don't know if it, it's a gender. <laughs> it's a robot, so it's hard to say. But it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of wanted to point out uh, War of the Bounty Hunters is still going on. Like you just said, uh, Darth Vader 17 came out. They are wrapping up. Uh, yeah, they're starting to wrap up. Um or I think this is like the end of everything before they enter the reign of right. the, the Crimson, the Crimson, Crimson Rain. Crimson Rain, yes. which I'm looking forward to. Um, Task Force Z, it's like the... Uh, Suicide Squad uh, Suicide Zombies. Suicide Squad Zombies. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, what did I ask you to pull for me? Uh, Dark Knights something. That, yeah. It's not out yet, so it's okay. Well, I saw it in the back of uh, something. Anyway. We will move on to the final segment that Jared always forgets about. Oh, crap. I had it last week. And that is the Heroes of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise. And I'm going to go first and say Marco's dad from Saga. Uh, how he sacrificed himself to save everybody. And yeah. So yeah, Marco's dad. Uh, way to go out in style. Who wants to go next with Hero of the Week? I'm going to make it a combo. Okay. Alana and Marco. Nice. Not not because of them specifically, but more like just the idea. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit and hopefully somebody listens uh catches it. It's better to have two guys in here uh beating themselves up than having two countries massacring each other. Um it's better to have a conversation, it's better to sacrifice one for the sake of many. It's better that they both are sacrificing their own personal lives for the betterment of both of their entities, alien entities, species. I knew there was a word there. I was—I wouldn't say species. I would say factions. Whatever. Because it's multi-special. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Just the concept of let's have a conversation. Or let's start a conversation. I mean, that's the biggest thing. There's a difference of having a conversation versus even willing to start it. At this point, there, no one else was really even willing to start the conversation. Jared? Uh, I'll go kind of the same route with a Saga character. I'll go with uh, Isabella, who turned into mm. a an ape that Isabel. was on fire and was flipping off some upside-down <laughs> midwives. That was just fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of all the things to scare people with, like... All right, giant gorilla, it's on fire. I'll King Kong this, mother. <laughs> and then to flip them off. You're right, because like, why not? Yeah. I mean, she, she's still <laughs> a however long old kid. She's still yeah, a teenager. She's, still a kid, mm-hmm. so. she's forever a teenager, so yeah. So yeah, with that, folks, we will say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, subscribing. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, I learned this week that, hey, I can have comments and stuff, so I may ask a question on Spotify. You can answer that way, and we'll read them next time. So, yeah, if you're a Spotify listener, please answer the survey question that I'll put in there. As Jared just smacks the microphone, I may try to edit that out. We'll see what happens. And, yeah, follow us on MySpace, ladies and gentlemen. MySpace.com slash Alter Ego Comics Presents. Or, you know, follow the store on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. 
Where you can buy stuff too. Where you can buy stuff, yeah. But the biggest thing is get let's get those MySpace numbers up, folks. I haven't logged in in like three or four weeks because it's MySpace. And it's, it's there's no app for there's it. Not I'm gonna, an app for I'm that. gonna yeah. laugh if we have a lot of followers oh, or something. It'd be hilarious. Oh, sorry guys, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we'll be back next week with Saga Volume Three and some other topic we'll not figure me. out. I thought you said you're skipping. You're changing the first week to the second week. That you're gonna be taking off. Oh. That's what you said. Excuse for that? Uh, you never get an excuse, no. But that's okay. We'll figure it out anyway. Yeah, uh, next if week, not, we'll... Alex and I will be here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Saga Volume Three and another topic and other books and stuff. And yeah, we'll have more stuff to talk about forever. And like, this is not a short episode, folks. I think I like this format better mm. of doing a theme and then Saga because yeah. yeah. So if you don't want to care about Saga, you can you won't be listening to this part probably right now, but. You should care. You should listen to it. And if you don't like it, let us know. It, especially, easiest way is go to the Spotify, find our channel on that, and then just put in the comment section there. I'll be able to see it. Spotify has not endorsed or promoted or paid for this episode. I mean, the, yeah, it's a long... Whatever. Whatever. But yeah, uh, follow us on our social medias, and we'll be back next time. She was in a towel with her father-in-law alone. He was on an egg with his mom with a giant naked ogre. It's not good.